Schneiders, John Ramakan, pointing this way. I, I still can never get my lefts and my rights made up, but John Ramakan, my man, my confidant, my my uh you know, my partner in crime over here, joining me as always. What's up, Fight Bananas fans? I'm so sorry that we are getting to you a little bit later um than we normally do on a post-fight show, but thank you so much for joining us. What's going on? UFC 286 was amazing. I, I thought the I thought the whole card had so many different things. Um, name value was there. Obviously, we had Justin Gaethje on the card. We had uh, champion, former champion Kamara Usman, and current champion Leon Edwards on the card. It was back in London. So for all, all my Brits out there, thank you. No, that was a little bit more Scottish than I wanted. But uh, for all my Brits out there, thank you for watching. Um, yeah, man, let's go, let's just dive right into this bad boy. John, first of all, looking fantastic as always. I, I feel like every time we get on this bad boy, you are tip top a one shape and I'm over here looking like a scrub. Now nah, you always look beautiful, bro. Come on now. Ah, I appreciate you, brother. You don't got to be nice just because we're in front of people. You know, <laughs> uh, fun fact, me and John, I, I will actually be in Orlando which is where John and Dave both are for Fight Bananas next week. And hopefully, hopefully, John and I will be able to bring you a show um, together, I would I would assume, hopefully. Um, I'm going to be there for an entire week. So John's going to be there, obviously, and he was so gracious enough to bless me with his time. And I'm excited for that. So thank you so much for that, John. We're going to be uh, going to be down in Orlando next week. <clears throat> bringing you guys all the information, fights, breakdown, news, all the good stuff that we bring you every week. But UFC 286, on the books, done, finito, in London, or in, in you know, the the uh, the traders, the uh, freaking uh, Britons over there, because we're in America, and we're awesome. No, I'm you just kidding. Say. Just kidding, all you Britain fans. But um, Leon Edwards versus Kamara Usman for the welterweight title belt. Man! Was this a fight? This was a freaking awesome fight. I had some people texting me that they were all all high and mighty on uh, Leon Edwards winning. I had one of my good boys here in Kansas City who is a, uh, a sports commentator. He is a Twitter personality. Um, Lance Twidwell texted me immediately as they gave the decision. Fucking bullshit. Sorry to all the kids out there. I should have should have should have given a warning like David did last week. I don't know why I didn't, but uh he texted me fucking bullshit. He thought Usman won. This fight was a back and forth. There was some um if you want to call it dirtiness going on in the fight. I don't know if I'd call it dirty uh, uh you know outside of circumstantial. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Hey, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying and you're goddamn right, John. I appreciate that. But um no, man, this was a this was a good card. We had a little bit of everything and I thought we saw some finishes. Uh we got we got some decisions, we got some finishes, we had a draw, could have been two draws. And then we also got an arm triangle, or not an arm triangle, I'm sorry, we got an arm bar that we haven't seen in a while. So I was happy about with everything, but talking about Leon Edwards, Kamara Usman, John, what did you think of these two welterweights, third overall meeting of these three, of these two, okay? Third meeting in Leon Edwards' backyard. They were in his hometown, okay? I also realized that uh, Kamara Usman's mother, 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Leon Edwards' mother, whose mother was in attendance for the first time? Was it was it neither of them? Am I tripping? I'm I'm I would have to assume Leon Edwards. Uh, I think it was Leon Edwards' mom was was this was her first time ever seeing her son at a live UFC event. Um, if I am not mistaken. So and he mentioned that in his post-fight interview, I'm pretty sure. So it was uh it was pretty cool, but he said, Yeah, I couldn't lose in front of my mom. But anyway, I want to get right into the fight. Julian, Julian, thank you so much for joining us in the comments. Again, guys, if you want to comment, we will try to get to as much of you guys as we can while we go. Um, but yeah, breaking down that that championship welterweight match, the the trifecta, the third match between these guys. I thought it was great. I thought both guys came with their A game. I thought it was a back and forth the whole time. There was a little, there was controversy. There was uh, poundage from each side. I mean, it was awesome. What did you think, John? Yeah, it was a great fight. There was lots of storylines throughout the fight. The point getting taken away, the takedown defense of Leon Edwards. There was a lot of different things going on. So the fight itself was excellent. So I'm going to break it down from two sides. I'm going to look at it from Leon Edwards' side, and then I'm going to look at it from, from Kamara Usman's side. So for Leon Edwards, excellent game plan the entire time. First of all, the leg kicks and the body kicks were on point the entire night. We all talk about, or not we all, but you know, there are rumblings about the knees of Kamara Usman, of Kamara Usman and you know of him getting up there in age and those knees becoming harder. That could have played a factor in tonight with all those kicks, not only inside, but outside as well, and the body kicks too. So he was obviously trying to set up that head kick. He gave credit to Usman for being very disciplined and keeping that hand up for the head kick that he was trying to set up. He was continuing to attack the body regardless. So great job by Leon Edwards, you know, in that aspect of the game as far as his striking uh, game plan. Now, as far as his his clinch work, clinch work was on the money all night long. He was able to land a beautiful knee in the clinch. I think it was in the second round that snapped back Kamaru Usman's head beautifully. So great work in the clinch and his takedown defense is probably the topic of the night as far as what he was able to do or how he was able to retain his championship. His takedown defense was on the money. He got taken down a couple times, but he was able to get back up pretty quickly for most of them for most of them and, you know, not take much damage on the bottom. So credit all the work for Leon Edwards for an excellent game plan and execution of that game plan coming in. Now for Kamaru Usman, there was a lot of things I think he didn't do tonight that I think we saw a lot more. We didn't see the pressure tonight as far as him uh, using the wrestling more, right? I think like we yeah. saw him wanted to stand up and try to, you know, entertain the idea of Leon Edwards just kind of being on the feet a little bit more. But I think Kamar Usman should have wrestled a lot more tonight. I think he should have just put him up against the fence. He should have tried to control because when they're in distance, even with Edwards skirting around, Edwards has great lateral movement. And you can see even with uh, Usman trying to cut the cage off, Edwards did a really good job, you know, working his way around, centering back into the octagon. So I think Usman really should have clinched up and worked his way into those single leg, double leg takedowns that we know that he's, you know, that know that's his bread and butter. And he went away from that tonight really a lot, in my opinion. Of course, like I said, Edwards did a really good job of stuffing a lot of those takedowns. But we didn't see Usman use that takedown or use those takedowns as much as we saw before. I don't even think he really shot in that first round, which 
I think is very, you know, it's advantageous. You know, you have the advent, you know, the advantage on the ground. You should be wrestling a little bit more, even if not just to, you know, wrestle. Set up the striking with the wrestling because his striking tonight wasn't all that great, in my opinion. He landed a couple of good jabs, a couple of good right hands, but Edwards did a great job of keeping the hands up and moving out of the way for most of those shots. So Usman did, you know, like I said, a decent job with the strikes, but I think for him to try to outstrike Leon Edwards tonight was not the best game plan on his aspect. I think he should have wrestled more. So I think Usman, you know, did not come in uh, or did not maybe execute his game plan as far as pressuring and wrestling is more. But uh, like I said, all credit goes to Leon Edwards for stuffing all the takedowns that he did get, uh, you know, attacked with and being excellent with the body kicks, leg kicks as well. Yeah, man, I, I really was a little surprised that, you know, obviously college wrestler at Nebraska, Marty Usman, as Ben Askren likes to call him, Kamara Usman, we'll put respect on the man's name because he obviously is former welterweight champion, but he is a champion in, in himself in his own right. So what was crazy to me was the fact that, and, and maybe um, Leon Edwards had gotten into his head in that last fight that they had that, on the feet, Kamara was balling. He was balling, okay? He was landing everything and anything when he wanted to. It was just, if so facto, happened to be the fact that uh, Leon Edwards knew in that last fight, hey, this is something we worked on in practice. This is something that I've noticed on watching game film on Kamara Usman, that if I faint, or if I throw a jab out there, he's going to lean his head to the right. And that's exactly what he did. He was able to land that kick. But up until that point, it was Kamara Usman's fight. It was Kamara Usman's fight to lose. And that's exactly what happened the last, the last fight. So I think what happened was Kamara was like, hey, listen, let me just stick with the stand-up game, which was wrong. It was wrong. I am in total agreement with you, John. I thought Kamara should have gone to the ground way more times. Now, granted, we have to give the the nod to Leon Edwards' takedown defense. Every single time that Kamara tried to do something, now, granted, it didn't look like he was uh, trying to take him down like that was his game plan. Like It didn't look like that was his game plan. It looked like he was trying, and then he would give up as soon as Leon kept standing up because that's what he kept doing. He kept doing uh, – I mean, he kept getting up off the ground. He kept doing the stand-ups, and, 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 and that's all credit to Leon Edwards and knowing, hey, this is not something that I'm worried about. I know I can get up, and good for him because that was my biggest issue. I really thought Kamar Usman was going to come out here and say, listen, I'm a D1 wrestler, brother. I'm going to come out here and take you to the ground, hold you, pin you like I've done to so many other people in the past. And he didn't do it. And I think Leon understood it. And I think it was a little bit of a mind game uh, on Kamara's or, or on Leon Edwards's part and something that affected Kamara so, so poorly in this fight was that he thought, oh, he's gotten up from a couple. I'm going to abandon the wrestling game. He should never have done that, especially in that first round. Like you mentioned. Where do you get your opponents tired in the beginning of the fight? It's not towards the end of the fight. It's the beginning of the fight. Now, Leon Edwards did look tired in the end of the fight, but they both looked tired. You know what I mean? Like they, they both were a little gassed. Now they were still giving it all they had, but something that if you were a wrestler, how do you make your presence felt is coming out and putting your ass on the ground in the first round and getting your head to the mat, showing you that this is my octagon. And maybe it was the home court advantage that Leon Edwards had. Maybe that played a little bit of mind game. I'm not really sure. But whatever it was, Kamara Usman's game was not what we expected it to be. And I think that overall was his downfall. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like we, like you said, he really should have gone to the get well with the game plan. Like I remember the first time or one of the first times that I really was prominently watching Kamara Usman um, was when he fought, you know, uh, Tyron Woodley, right? Was that yeah. matchup against Woodley and knowing Woodley coming in, watching a couple of Woodley's fights before he was obviously the knockout puncher, you know, and you wanted to see him, you know, use that power. Kamara Usman had none of that, pushed him up against the cage, got him down at will. And that was a guy that had good takedown defense in Tyre Woodley, right? That was a guy that made it to the top of the welterweight division. So I think Kamar Usman should have done the same thing. He did the same thing against um, other fighters as well. I mean, he was able to take down, um, not obviously take down, but with, uh, with just look at what he did against Masvidal, right? Not able to take him down, but push him up against the fence, tire him out. And even if it's a neutral fight, you wait, you win, right? You win, you go, you get your belt back, but you could have worked from that moment get him up against the fence and then work from there and then go from that moment work the takedowns work the clinch those elbows the foot stomps that we all used to talk about right no foot stomps tonight i would have loved to seen some foot stomps tonight and i don't think i would have ever said that ago like a couple years ago but i would have loved to seen some foot stomps tonight. i would love to see some elbows in the clinch tonight we saw none of that we saw really none of him import you know imploring his will as far as getting him up against the fence trying to take him down like you said as soon as edward's stuffed the first you know or got the hand or did anything like that right it was just over he just gave up and was like all right whatever but yeah like i said great plan great game plan and great execution by leon edwards i'm glad so so every time i think i'm about to bring something up you always beat me to the punch because you're just that fucking on point of your game buddy and i love that what i was going to bring up was the fact that the masvidal fight he showed hey I can neutralize you. I might not be dominating you, but I'm neutralizing you up against the fence. I'm neutralizing you with these foot stomps because the foot stomps are just something that you have to watch out for. Are they going to cause major damage? No, probably not. Like most likely, I've never seen a foot stomp TKO, for example. But what I have seen is (laughs) foot stomps are something that they have to watch out for. And in that Masvidal fight, in both of them really, if you go back and look at it, because he did Masvidal, then Gilbert Burns, then right back to Masvidal uh, in a two-year span. It was the fact that he was able to control the fight, push them up against the fence, get the hand control, and really neutralize any uh, offensive power that any fighter had, especially against Masvidal. And that's what we know Kamar Usman's good at. Again, the wrestling background which I continuously say is the best background you should have coming into any mixed martial arts because it's going to it, – it, something about wrestlers, and, and we've seen it time and time again, whether it's John Jones, Colby Covington, uh, Ben Askren, Kamara Usman. Uh, I mean, there's a litany of people that I, I've left off that list, you know, but but it's the, the basis for such a great, well-rounded starting base for a mixed martial artist. Now yeah. – oh, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to continue with the point, just saying it, it is because it's almost like the foundation for it all because you can just neutralize a lot of other options with it. And I'll continue as you're drinking that. No, no, you're good. You're good. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought your point was a little longer. Anyway, um, but no, we didn't see Kamar Usman, the collegiate wrestler, somebody who's used wrestling in every single fight that we've seen. We didn't see him use it today. So, and and again, I don't know if that was a mind game. I don't know if that was something that he saw in the film that he might have watched. I don't know if that was something that was predicated off the last fight versus him and Leon, where him and Leon, he was beating Leon in the stand-up game. So maybe he just thought that was my best plan of attack to come in. But Leon Edwards stirred up his game. 
The leg kicks, as you've already brought up, the leg kicks were huge. The body kicks, just the keeping the, the proper distance for Leon Edwards, knowing, hey, I've been in the cage with this animal two times before. I know what he wants to do. And honestly, I bet Leon was probably surprised. I don't want to put any words in anybody's mouth, but I bet Leon was surprised that the ground game was not a more consistent or dominant part of Usman's game. And again, to give more credit to Leon Edwards, did a fantastic job of defending the takedowns. Did a fantastic job of, hey, if I'm down, I'm popping right back up off the mat. We're not letting our skin touch the mat for more than five seconds. Or if we're in a position where he's got kind of he, he had him he had him a couple of times up against the fence in a weird like one leg up one leg down position uh edwards did a fantastic job of popping himself up back off the mat saying this is not the domain that i want to be in this is not the territory that i want we're going to keep this match standing so all the credit to that now i want to get into the controversy okay there i've already seen twitter twitter is going uh you know obviously social media is a big part of the today's game twitter's going a little crazy saying leon edwards is a dirty fighter after this you know that's something that we heard i i already told you my boy lance twidwell texted me and said fucking bullshit i thought kamar uzman won i didn't see that at all at best at best i thought this could have been a draw because the point was taken from Edwards. Now, he had a glove hold in the early rounds. And, and at first, I wasn't seeing it because it looked like Usman actually was the one holding him. Then they showed us a different angle, and it was clear as day he was holding Usman's glove. And Usman almost actually gave an arm wave to kind of signal to Herb Dean. Shout out to Herb Dean, one of the best referees in the game. Um, he kind of did a little arm wave to, to, to signal to Herb Dean, hey, uh, I'm getting held here. What's going on with that? You're not going to call that. So he he got him on that. All right. And Herb Dean pulled Edwards aside and he said, listen, you were holding his glove. Do, I don't want to see you do that again. Then Kamar Usman got into the hips, into the legs on a takedown when uh, Edwards was up against the fence and he grabbed onto the entire fence. I mean, that was the most blatant fence grab I might've ever seen in my entire life. In championship history for sure. Seriously, it, especially in a championship fight. That was one of the most blatant fence grabs. And then Leon was trying to obviously plead his case saying, listen, that shouldn't be a point taken away. We should resume position. Now Herb Dean did a very good job. He said, listen, I can't resume position in this scenario because he was going to take you down. Like, it was because of the fence hold that you weren't taken down. So I cannot resume position because you would have been on the mat. I have to take a point. And all credit to Herb Dean in that situation because that's a tough scenario where you have to judge the fight on, okay, where what do I do with this? We've already, we've already warned him about the hand, the, the glove holding. We've already warned him now that he's he's holding the cage and he was about to be taken down. In that scenario, had the fence not been there, you would have been on the ground. I can't restart a, a I can't put you guys back into a position, which I know you wouldn't have been on top. Okay. I have to take a point. And I thought it was extremely valid. I thought, you know what? Good for you, Herb Dean. That was a point. And that is around that I think was still ended up giving to Edwards regardless of the fence grab. But that was one where I thought, okay, now this fight is up for grabs. Okay. This fight now 
could turn into a draw because Kamar Usman did a really good job landing strikes throughout the rest of the fight. He did, uh, you know, and I don't even fence grab, glove hold. I didn't even get to the whole dick kick, the crotch <laughs> shot. I didn't even get to that point. Then he got a then he got a, a crotch shot. Now Usman was doing some other things as, as well. Obviously, he was um, getting really anxious on the restarts. Uh, Herb Dean had to restart the fight at one point because. Usman came all the way across the octagon before before Herb Dean even said go, ready to punch, ready to punch Leon Edwards in the face. So he had to stop him, back him back up, and say, "Hey, listen, guys, yeah, no, no, get your ass back in the corner. We're gonna start this fight normally. You don't just get to run up on him, you know, like some dude in the streets." So there was things throughout this fight that were you can call them controversial, you can call them. Um, dirty if you want you can call you can say a bunch of different things but this fight had a little bit of everything yeah it definitely did and you know the point being taken away that's one thing looking at the scorecards there were only two rounds that were unanimous just round one round five for leon edwards were unanimous rounds two three and four judges had it different ways for all of them one of the judges had round four for uh usman one of the judges had round uh, two for Edwards. So like there was judges all across on two, three and four. So it was a very interesting fight. The scorecard came into play. Like you said, the glove hold, the dick kick, uh, the eye poke as well. I think there was an, uh, a little eye poke. So, um, you know, definitely a lot of outside factors, but it was a fun fight. Was this the most, um, was this the most unique way that you've seen somebody, maybe get ahead in a fight with all different aspects of a way you could possibly uh, quote unquote cheat. I mean, I mean, he had everything. He had a, he had a dick kick. He had a fence grab. He had an eye poke and he had, uh, yeah, yeah. Those were the, the major ones. So, I mean, he had a little bit of everything. In recent memory, yes, you'd have to give him, you know, the Swiss Army Knife Award there for having a little bit of everything, you know, being able to cover all bases. I give the Swiss Army Knife Tactical Foul Award to Leon Edwards. I just think that, I mean, at the end of the day, what I really thought was going to happen, I really expected because of how, and again, this is no, this is no dirt on Leon Edwards because his game plan was pristine it was tight and he executed it and and you heard both of them give much credit to each other and i will applaud both fighters because in a championship fight you're gonna get to hear both sides of the argument and both sides said it pretty well you know leon gave credit to kamara usman kamara usman gave credit especially to leon's game in the fight after after the uh, you know after the fight was over after the decision of course he probably wasn't happy he didn't show it very much. He showed, you know what, listen, I came into his territory, in his town, in his country, and he had an excellent game plan and he executed it well. The thing that was a little uh, kind of caught me off guard was that he was so cordial because there was so many things that he could have t- attached to. You know what I mean? There were so many things he could have added on to, which like, well, he cheated here, he cheated there. You know, I say cheating in the sense of, it was a. It could have been a penalty, and one of them was a penalty. But because uh, I think a lot of people will look at this and say, "Listen, again, like my friend Lance said, I think that was a dirty fight by Leon. I don't think he should get the win for cheating as much as he did." Again, quote unquote cheating. Um, but 
I, I don't I don't agree with with Lance. I, I agree that if anything, it could have been a draw. I could have very easily seen a draw, especially with the point taken away from Leon. Yeah, like you said, that was the only option. Um, I don't think there was any way that Edward or that Usman won this fight. I think it was either draw if as the only other option or yeah. Leon. And I saw it Leon. Yeah, I, I saw it Leon as well. And 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 you, me, and, and shout out to Dave Van Hawkins for five bananas. Thank you so much for, for letting us do what we get to do every single week, giving the fans what they want to hear. Um, but no, I, I, I think we all I texted the group chat because and I didn't give my opinion on purpose. I wanted to see what you guys thought because I was like, well, uh, was it a draw or was it a Leon win? I never at one point thought it was an Usman win. Never. Never. Okay, we're so we're all in agreement on that. Okay, good. So, but yeah, I, I was a little worried. I was like, if anything, we might see two draws on one card. That's something I haven't seen in quite a long time. Um, but no, overall, Leon Edwards retains the belt, welterweight champion of the world. Uh, and Dave had actually made a prediction earlier this week. I don't know if you saw this, John, but he thought that if Leon Edwards wins and Kamara Usman loses, he thought potentially. Usman could lay the gloves in the octagon and step away from the game, spend some time with his family, spend some time with his daughter. Did you have that feeling throughout the fight? Did you have that? Did you even see the video that Dave put out? Um, what you know was that something that you thought could have been? Because even the announcer, even DC, came in and thought, "Hey, this uh, could be potentially your last fight." Is he was kind of poking and prodding at that retirement uh, question, but he didn't ask it outright. Yeah, um, obviously with the health of his knees, you weren't sure what his future was going to be. But obviously, I think he's a he's a competitor. He wants to make it back to the top. And if Colby Covington beats Leon Edwards and, and Usman wins another fight, I mean, you can just throw Usman versus Colby Covington there. And that's another fight you can just have, you know, right away. So I think, you know, like I said, it's not too, I think with the health of his knees, as long as he feels he can still go. I want to see him go back to his wrestling roots a little bit more, not fall in love with the stand-up quite as much, but I think he can still go. Um, shout out to Luis Sanchez in the comments. Thank you so much, Luis, for watching. Uh, what's your guys' opinion on fighters coming back from a knockout loss? Uh, did you guys see any of that a play uh, play a factor in Usman's performance? Um, John, I'm going to let you take that one. Do you see a knockout what was your opinion on on fighters coming back from a knockout, a devastating knockout in that, and, and coming in and fighting again? Not only the same guy, but it could be different opponents. What was your what was your take on that? Do you think that played any factor in Usman's decision or his game plan? Um, it's tough to say because maybe, like you said, actually, he was doing such a good job on the stand up and on the ground. He fell in love with the stand up, right? And I think on on the as far as the head kick, you know, being a problem, we didn't see him get necessarily folded. Like he ate the knee very well, right? He's only been knocked out once. This is the first time he's actually been knocked out. So, you know, he has a chin on him and he doesn't have the mileage as far as taking a lot of damage. Him versus Colby did some work, but Colby doesn't really have, you know, knockout power as well, you know? So I think, uh, I think obviously being knocked out is going to take away from your chin, but just one time isn't going to be the most devastating thing, unless you have something, um, like what Yuri Prohaska did to, you know, Dominic Reyes. Yeah, no, I, I think I agree. I don't think the knockouts, and this could be any fighter really across the board. And again, it's going to differ fighter from fighter, but um, I don't think the knockout played a factor in Usman's game. In fact, I, I thought that the last fight actually 
hindered him in the fact that he was winning so much in the stand-up that he abandoned his roots for this fight. And in fact, what he should have done was come back and say, uh, listen, I, I know that we I was killing you in the stand-up. I, you should not have expected the same fighter. Because the guy who wins and the guy who loses, or really the guy who lost 25 and a half, or, you know, you know, let's see, what, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. 24 he lost and a half minutes. 24 and a half minutes of that fight, okay? So I don't think you should have expected the same guy to come out and fight you. That was Usman's problem, and he should have gone back with the wrestling. I don't think the knockout had anything to play with that. In fact, I think it was the opposite. I thought the game plan from him being so dominant in the first fight, or the, uh, the, the second fight, had a lot more to play than the actual knockout. Yeah, I, like you said, I don't think the uh, I think more that the the game plan being successful in the first fight was what he wanted to emulate in this fight coming in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, 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 there's not much more I can say about the fight. Like, obviously, we're already getting into the the nitty gritty, and we haven't even touched on the rest of the card yet. But, <laughs> um, but overall. Congratulations to Leon Edwards. Got, uh, I think, a much-deserved win and retains the the title. So uh, moving on to uh, plenty of the rest of the card because there was a lot of things in this entire card that we like to see, and me and John are going to go back and forth on a lot of these. But uh, I'm going to let John take it away on the Justin Gaethje versus Rafael Fazeev fight. Rafi, obviously, Justin Gaethje, fan favorite. He's some guy. He's not some guy. He's a, a, a fighter that fans love guy. to watch. He's some just some dude, just some random ass dude. No, he's a guy that fans love to watch because he's always going to give you the most that he has. And he has a, a giant wrestling background, got into the UFC and figured, hey, I also have hands and I'm going to show them to you every single fight. Facing off the dangerous Rafael Fazib. So what did you see from that fight? Obviously, the decision went to Justin Gaethje. But what was your takeaway from the entire bout? Banger, right? First of all, banger yeah. after banger after banger. That's Justin Gaethje. You know, he's out here putting on shows no matter who he fights. And, you know, the fight was absolutely incredible. Just to break it down a little bit, if anybody didn't see it, first round, Justin Gaethje kind of, you know, they they were actually a little tentative, right? Michael Chandler versus Justin Gaethje started off with a bang. These guys started off a little more technical. You'd expect that from a guy like Rafael Fazeev. So Gaethje hits a nasty leg kick just to start the fight off. And, you know, that was just already money. But from there, we kind of saw Fazeev show off that speed and his ability with that body kick, the leg kick as well. Like, he was doing his own damage with those. But for, for Zeev, it was really the attack to the body that was excellent in the first round and for the beginning parts of the second round. But for Justin Gaethje, the second round is really where he started to turn it around and uh, damage Fazeev and started to clip him a little bit more. But the third round is where it was all Justin Gaethje. Like, that's where that he started to turn it up. The jab, he seemed to discover the jab in the third round and that jab was money like he was a couple inches taller than Fazeev and he had a little bit of a reach on him and that jab was money once he found it he was able to use it really really well and it was a majority decision you had one judge score it a draw two judges score it for Fazeev or for Gaethje but the judge that scored it a draw was a little bit weird in my opinion because they scored it as a 10-8 for the third round I wouldn't have given it a 10-8 for the third round because Fazeev in the first minute minute and a half was actually beating Justin Gaethje for, like I said, the first minute, minute and a half, landing some clean shots, in my opinion, stumbled him on a nice little left hook. Um, but that's when really after there, Gaethje turned it up. So I wouldn't, I don't see the 10-8 really being uh, something that's that what's there for that. But 
man, what a fight. It was an absolute banger. Gaethje with, like I said, another winner against a, a guy whose stock is still going to rise. Like people are going to remember Rafael Fazeev tonight because he fought Justin Gaethje because Gaethje has a name value. And when you fight somebody like him, you get that rub. So excellent fight from Rafael Fazeev. Um, I was pulling for him, you know, just to have a little bit of fun with those new fighters as well. But Gaethje showing he's still the man. He's showing he's still got a chin on him, ate some nasty shots from Fazeev. He showed he took some body shots as well. Man, for Justin Gaethje, fun fighter all night long. So where, what does this do with, with Gaethje in his upcoming? I mean, like, where do you see? And obviously one of the guys that we saw waiting kind of in the wings um, was Mr. Maga himself. Why am I blanking on his name? Uh, uh, for one of the, one of these fights. Um, oh, dude. Why? Anyway, whatever. It doesn't even matter. Uh, uh, Colby Covington. I'm sorry. Colby Covington was waiting in, was waiting in the wings um, for – uh, not the light – it wasn't the lightweight. It was the welterweight, I believe. But he was ready to go. I always compare Gaethje and Covington a little bit because, to me, those guys – I don't know why, for some reason in my mind, that they're like the same person. Um, not the same person, but the, kind of a very similar fighter. Uh, but what does this do for Gaethje in his – where he's sitting right now in the standings? I'm going to have to blatantly disagree with Justin Gaethje and Colby Covington being the same fighter. Just to start with that. No, not at all. Okay, uh, elaborate, please. So Colby Covington, first of all, I mean, obviously, Gaethje is a great wrestler. Don't want to discredit his wrestling. Obviously, he has that great wrestling background. Doesn't really use it, first of all, right? Not really, not doesn't really use that wrestling uh, as much. Justin Gaethje has knockout power, right? You don't really see Colby Covington knocking dudes out like that. Like, you don't see that. And even though Colby Covington weighs more than him, like, you'd expect a guy that has maybe 15, 20 pounds on Justin Gaethje to be able to knock out dudes out more. He was a guy that was about to get cut until he started his own persona. Like, Justin Gaethje let his hands doing the talking for him. He was knocking every single buddy out cold. That's true. Out cold. So, as far as maybe them... Being pressure fighters, I can see that aspect being similar of them putting the pressure on, grinding on the opponents, right? Um, but you wouldn't really see uh, Justin Gaethje throw three, four punch combination and then shoot for a shot and then wrestle him down to the ground. Like you're always going to see Gaethje stand on the feet, um, and then you're always going to see Colby Covington resort to the wrestling, except for a guy against like Kamara Usman, right? If you looked against his fight against Jorge Masvidal, really didn't stand up with him as much as he took him down. Like if you saw Jorge Masvidal against Justin Gaethje, nobody's going to the ground in that fight. That's going to be a stand-up war. So that's kind of, you know, what I feel about that one. You know what? You're not alone in this, apparently, because uh, George Wolf, thank you to George Wolf uh, in the comments. Um, How do I think they're the same fighter night and day? Maybe I just think they're like just average looking white dudes. Maybe maybe that's all that I'm going for here. I, I don't know. Uh, I I because I, because uh, John brought up very very good points. Obviously, Justin Gage, he's got power in the hands. He's a wrestler who doesn't use it. And Colby Covington is somebody who's a little bit more of a tactician when it comes to the wrestling aspect. So you know what? Fuck me, guys. I'm wrong. I apologize. <laughs> but thank you for thank you for uh, clearing that up for us. Uh, moving on to another welterweight belt that we got to see: Brian Barberena, Gunnar Nelson. This was a fight that I was very intrigued on. I actually used to be a, a solid uh, Gunnar Nelson fan. Then he got into the coaching realm. He stepped into the coaching realm, did his coaching thing, has been doing a good job of it. And then it was like, you know what? I'm going to come back out, bring my ass out of – he wasn't retired ever, but just get back, get my ass back into the cage and fight a, a dangerous swanger and banger in Brian Barbarena. We've seen Barbarena have some awesome – 
uh, bludgeoning bouts with multiple different swingers. So this was a good one. And Gunnar Nelson was able to implement his game, take his time, and get the arm bar that I talked about earlier in the, in, in the show. Um, was able to get a solid arm bar on, on Barbarina. And Barbarina knew because it was sunk in tight. It was tight. It was technical. It was everything that we wanted to see. Um, but the overall fight was really good. John, what did you see from this fight? Was there a point that Barbarina could have escaped? Was there a point that Barbarina actually had this? Or was Gunnar Nelson's game plan just too on point? So Gunnar Nelson's game plan was really on point. Like, you know, obviously Barbarina could have done a lot of different things to try to get, stop that takedown more. I'm going to, uh, obviously, Paige from Fight Bananas, she said... I'm going to discredit this to her. Brian Barber and Jiu-Jitsu sucks. He didn't even try to defend that. <laughs> and I'll say what she, he said he should have done. He didn't hitchhike, which is point your thumb, thumb up like you're hitchhiking and move your hips with it, right? That's one. He didn't go leg over face, deep arm bar, push the leg off your face and move your hips to come up. Yeah, so he didn't do any of those things. He didn't do any of it. According to Paige, right? I'm not a jujitsu practitioner. Shout like out her. to Paige. Thank you so much for commenting. Paige, jump in the comments. If you're watching the show, jump in the comments, girl. She's probably sleeping. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't think uh, – I think Barbarina just was outmatched on the ground. Like, this is just not a stylistic matchup for him. Like, you give him a guy like, you know, Vicente Luque. You give him a guy like Robbie Lawler. You give him guys that are, you know, like you said, swangers and bangers, right? Those fun kind of type of guys. He's going to put on great – performances but if you put him up against a guy who's going to take him to the ground he's really going to have a tough time excellent performance uh by gunner nelson tonight no it, it was fantastic and it was really cool to see him come back and it, it looked like he was almost maybe better than when he left i don't know he he felt he even said that he was so calm coming into this fight and and you saw it he took his time he did not advance on positions that he didn't feel were the proper time to, there was a time where he was above uh barbarina before setting up that armbar, where he looked like he could have, maybe a uh, a less advanced fighter, or maybe somebody who hadn't had as much time in the game, or maybe somebody who wasn't in the coaching aspect of a fighter, would have rushed a position. Gunnar Nelson was calm, cool, and collected. Mr. Cool out there. Um, and really took his time setting up exactly what he wanted, and, and he got the finish in such a spectacular way. There was nothing in his game that I saw was uh, flawless, you know, or I'm sorry, flawed. I mean, it it was flawless. The performance was flawless. So um, good, good for Gunnar Nelson in that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and shout out to him for getting the buzzer beater submission too, right? The slapstick exactly. went off for the ten seconds. Got it right seconds, on the list, you know. And he got that submission with right where that slapstick went off. So shout out to him for getting that. That was pretty. It's always cool when you get the buzzer beater, in my opinion. When you get that, you know, five, four, Kobe, he got the Kobe. <laughs> RIP now, to uh, one of the great ones. John and I were both, we, we, Saturday, for some odd reason, Saturday was a busy day for both of us. So um, were you able to catch the Jennifer Maya, Casey O'Neill fight? I saw a little bit of it. Obviously, it was a lot of stand up. Um, Jennifer Maya did get the decision for the women's flyweight division. Um, were you able to catch any of that, or or should we? You were okay. Yeah. What was the breakdown? I'm gonna give us if quickly. Just uh, Jennifer Maya. I expected her to take you know Casey O'Neill down. She was standing up the entire time, and she was doing a really good job just with the striking, with starting and finishing the combinations, and like. Casey O'Neill was throwing like in, in, you know, one, two punch combinations. Jennifer Maya was swinging. Like this was one of the most, like one of the more entertaining fights of the night before Justin Gaethje 
and uh, Rafael Fazeev. Like, this was one of the more entertaining fights. So, uh, definitely shout out to both ladies. Jennifer Formaya takes the O from Casey O'Neill as well. So, you have to give her credit for that. Holding she up did. her ranking in spots as well. So, exciting fight for both ladies. But Jennifer Maya, absolutely dominant performance on the feet, which is a little surprising to me. Yeah, I, the, the one thing I saw, obviously, was that they were they were con- consummate in their stand-up game. And, unfortunately, Casey O'Neill's O did have to go. Um, you never like to see it. It's always it's always something about when somebody finally loses their first bout. You know, you're just like, ah, man. Like It's almost like when I see uh, in baseball when I see somebody get a hit. And I'm like, there goes the no-hitter. No-hitter right? There goes the no-hitter. It's, it sucks. But – um, no, Jennifer Maya absolutely deserved the win. She was looking fantastic against a very good fighter in Casey O'Neill. Um, the Marvin Vittori versus Roman Delizze's. Delizze's. Delizze. Delizze. Sorry. I, I, what you guys will find out was there's some names that I'm fantastic at. There's some other names that just trip, trip me up from the spelling. I don't know why. For some reason, I always get the Russian names well. The Russian names, Yo, Jacek. You know, uh, you know, Hamza Jamayev, any of those guys, I get it really right. And anybody else, for some reason, I, have, I get tripped up on some shit. But Marvin Vittori, um, a guy who is just a company man. He feels like he comes in, does what he needs to. He obviously gets the decision tonight over Roman. Dolidze. Dolidze, there you go. I had to have you repeat it real quick for me. Um, gets the win over Roman Dolidze. But... What was your takeaway from the overall fight? Because honestly, again, this was one of those where, especially going into that third round, it was it was anybody's game. Definitely anybody's fight to go going into the third round. Uh, as far as the fight goes, just got to give credit to Marvin Vittori <clears throat> for coming out with a better striking game plan. Like this was yes. one of the more polished Marvin Vittori striking game plans that he's came in. Uh, they talked about him going to Thailand right after his last fight against Rob Whitaker and now having Dewey Cooper in his corner as well, one of the best striking coaches that you can have. So Marvin Vittori came in, you saw him use the inside kicks and the outside kicks, like which is something you've never seen before. Yes. Um, so it was really, you know, <clears throat> not even as a Marvin Vittori fan or anything, but just as a fighter of the sport to see a fighter take a loss, go back and develop and come back better. That's what you want to see. You want to see fighters take losses, learn from them, and continue to to grow. And he's still on the right side of 30. He's still a young fighter. He wants to be, you know, the pride of Italy. I think that's where he's from. So, um, you know, uh, he's, I think, you know, or no, yeah, the Italian dream. Yeah, it is Italy. Okay, cool. Yeah, all right. (laughs) No, so no, he he did his thing tonight, man. Got to give him credit. Yeah, if you guys can't tell, John actually hates Italians, and he doesn't even eat spaghetti. It's just it's some. No, I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't Any take any of that bro. seriously. John doesn't hate anybody except maybe me for running the show. But, <laughs> but never that. Come on now. Uh, but no, Marvin Vittori came in, did what he needed to do again, and in the uh, the post fight uh, press conference or the post fight interview, he called out all the top guys. He called out Itasanya. Um, you know, obviously that's a fight that he still wants. He wants any of those top guys in the ranking division. So, um, Vittori is still not somebody that you can just go ahead and mess with. And and I don't think he ever has been, but I think there was a, there was a, you know, Robert Whitaker, Ed Asanya, Jared Cannonier, and then he even called out Pereira. So, uh, Vittori said, Hey, I want all the smoke. And, And I think a lot of people, Maybe don't give as much credit to Vittori because you have guys like Adesanya. You have guys like who are, who are veterans and known in the game like Robert Whitaker. You have the new guy on the blocks, Alex Pereira. So 
Those guys are all really awesome and they're striking and everything like that. Marvin Vittori is sitting right below them saying, listen, I can come in. I can still compete. I'm, I mean, it's not like crazy old or anything. So I can still do the job. Don't forget about me. I'm here. I'm here. I'm everywhere. Just let me know when the fight is on and I will be prepared. Were you uh, surprised that you didn't see as much wrestling from Vittori this time? Yes and no, um, because obviously Roman Delize is a great submission artist as well. So you don't so. want to you don't want to so get was, on the ground with so that him. That was tactical, right? Right. So like you don't want to go there and try to take him on the ground and get triangle. Like this guy is nasty on the ground, so you don't want to you know get caught up in something you don't like. And they I, they had trained together apparently before, or had a camp together, you know, so they had that familiarity. Maybe he knowed. Or maybe there was something that he saw on the feet that he liked. And like I said, the striking game plan was good. He'd had some moments where, of course, Delizze had him in some trouble as well. But yep. I think overall, he had a good striking game plan and he executed it well. So uh, moving on, obviously, we've covered all the main card. Moving on to the to the prelim card. And I'm going to let John do some of the heavy lifting here. But one of the best fights that I saw or one of the maybe the most impressive fights was uh, Maquan Amirakani versus Jack Short. The Welshman himself, Mr. Jack Shore, came out, was able to get the sub on Amerikani. Uh, so what was your takeaway from that fight? Were you impressed at all by Jack Shore's uh, grappling and ground capability? Obviously, he is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. But, you know, you don't necessarily think of that when this when you were going into this fight. Was that surprising to you? Um, you know, kind of what was your takeaway from these two guys' matchup? Yeah, I was um I was really not surprised. <laughs> not to really just quote Nadez, but um I wasn't really too surprised. I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> um, but I do really I really do like the game of of Jack Shore. Like we have to remember, I think he was what 16 and 0 before he lost to Ricky Simone, right? So this is something that is new to him. He's stepping up in a weight class. Um, after taking you know that loss and having to deplete himself so he's stepping up in the weight class and I think he had an excellent game plan the first round was a little tougher on him obviously he got put on his back and he was a little more controlled but second round was really where he was able to shine like you said it's got away from the head and arm but got the rear naked choke and solid win for him yes he was to, to just confirmation bias he was 16 and 0 before losing to Ricky Simone in a heart and an arm triangle choke so he was like I have to avenge this by choking out a man that everybody knows and uh, Mar Marquand Americana. So, um, no, I, I thought that. I think even the announcers, obviously, you had um, Daniel Cormier on, on the uh, panel as well. But um, I think even Daniel was a little surprised. Not not surprised. Surprised is the bad word. It was more that it looked so seamless, like the way he was able to maneuver on the ground, the way he was able to shift positions, the way he was able to really control uh, Amir Khani on the on the ground. Um, I think maybe caught them off guard. I'm not really sure because uh, obviously, as we know, again, like I said, uh, black belt in jujitsu, but it he put everything together for this fight. Yeah, you absolutely said it perfectly. He had some great uh, – I think there was like a head kick that went right over the head of, of Amir Khani. He just dipped un right under it perfectly. But, like, the striking was on point. He was, you know, landing on the feet. And then once it got to the ground, absolutely seamless performance by Jack Shore. Moving on down the list, we have Yanel Ajmuz versus Sam Patterson. Now, this was an extremely interesting fight, okay, because uh, Sam Patterson was an entire almost foot taller – 
than Yanel Ashmouche. He also had an entire foot's length of reach on him, which obviously that's David versus Goliath right there. And uh, I would have put money, like if I didn't know any of these fighters and I was just looking at the stat line, just looking at the uh, the height, the weight, the reach, I would have put money on Sam Patterson. But Yanel as Moose came through with the freaking W, was able to catch a leg kick by Sam Patterson. And with the same hand that, so he threw a cross right, with the same hand that he caught Patterson's kick with, was able to drop the foot and land a flush left that sent Patterson to the ground, was able to hit the ground and pound it. Fight was over before we knew it. What was your takeaway from that fight? And what was your expectation going into the fight? Well, let me start this off by saying, uh, personally, I, I did get to see an owl fight last year um, in the Challenger Series here at PFL. Um, yep. And I was able to um, get a post-fight interview with him as well. So um, it was, first of all, personally, just a cool experience to see someone that I was able to interview step on the big stage and in his first fight back, get a knockout win. So that was really cool. Second of all, looking at the topology votes and with um, trying to see how many total votes, I can't see how many total votes, but you know, only was picked by 11% of people that was on topology. So yeah. topology, if for people that don't know, is a website that has pretty much all the combat sports information. If you guys don't know anything about Tapology, definitely get on Tapology. You can see all the records, all the inside information. That is one thing that me and John both use uh, tremendously, I, I believe, uh, outside of any of the other things, MMA, Shark, anything like that. But um, Tapology has all the great stuff. If you're looking up fighters and you're trying to find a good website for all the fighters, yeah, UFC.com is great, but – Topology has all the records from everything from every organization that the fighters have ever been in. So definitely check that out. But anyway, continue, John. Yeah. So with the uh, with that, like I said, only 11 percent of people pick you now. So definitely, like you said, anybody betting wise would have picked his opponent. But like, beautiful on the way down, like you said, caught the kick. And it was almost weird because his opponent was falling backwards as yeah. he hit him with the left hand. And then even more strange, like after he knocked him out, his opponent got back up. Right. Obviously. Could have been stopped maybe five seconds sooner, maybe, right? There was yes. some stoppage. After, you know, after, the bounce, after Sam Patterson's head was bouncing off of – it probably should have been stopped a lot sooner. But after his head was bouncing off the uh, off of the canvas, uh, you're like, okay, 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 stop, 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 stop. Right. So then the strange thing is after the fight gets called, he gets up and tries to wrestle, I think, the cut man or the, the guy that's trying to medically look at him. Yep. And he's, like, trying to clinch him. And trying and it's one of the stranger things. It's like, man, he was rocked. He still thinks he was in the fight. Yeah. Um, excellent, excellent fight. Excellent uh knockout by Yanal Ashmoosh, man. What a what a fucking way to start your UFC career, right? <laughs> well, and that's that's something that you you do see, but you don't see often maybe from the UFC performances, because usually the refs are a lot better in the UFC than they are in other promotions. Uh, I saw a great video the other day of of a referee that actually gave a guillotine choke to a fighter who thought he was after he was knocked out thought he was still in the fight the ref actually had to guillotine the fighter himself before he got his ass kicked so uh it, it is something that you tend to see sometimes it's not very often you see it in the ufc but that just shows you how much that that sam patterson was was not in that fight and like you said um when he caught the kick he was sam patterson was already falling back i think he was he was avoiding the right hand from, uh, I'm sorry, from uh, Yanal, and 
when he threw the kick, he kind of slipped backwards, and it was a little – it was kind of an awkward exchange. And then, uh, you know, dropped that foot as soon as he kicked it, hit him with the left, and it was over after that. Yeah, absolutely. Man, like you said, bounce his head off the ground like Kyrie Irving does with a basketball. It was absolutely nasty. I knew you had to throw at least one basketball reference in there. For those who don't know, John also covers basketball because he's a man of many talents. He covers more than just one sport. We're not just one sport guys out here. I'm usually a football guy. John's a basketball guy. He's down there in Orlando covering the Orlando Magic half the time. And, and shout out to Orlando Magic because my man, and Miami Heat. you know what I mean? Focus Say on what? Miami Heat. More, more mostly the Miami Heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen you do some magic stuff. Don't act like you're a Miami Heat fan all of a sudden. Like the red and black doesn't give it away. <laughs> but no, either way, all around, solid, solid fight. Yanil obviously still undefeated, 7-0. Uh, expect big things from him. Uh, moving on to the, the Muhammad uh, Makhev fight and uh, Rafael Philo, I actually have seen uh, Philo, Philo, Philo dough is a really good food, so whatever. Um, but um, Javier Philo, I, I've seen him fight multiple times. I actually had him as the favorite coming into this fight for, for Blake's favorite, if I'm picking sides. Uh, Muhammad Makayev, obviously undefeated as well. So two back-to-back fighters we're talking about that are undefeated records. Makayev looked at, uh, uh, how do you, how do you say it, John? Just so I'm getting it right. Is it Philo or is it Philo? I think Philo? it's Philo. Okay, it's Philo. I could be wrong though. I could be wrong because I, I was watching this fight, um, not with audio, so I wasn't able to actually hear, uh, the the commentary during this fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say Philo as well. But uh, Muhammad Makayev came into this bad boy at one point. Uh, Philo had his leg. They were they were in a leg entanglement situation, obviously, and it looked like he was going to break his kneecap off. It looked like his leg was going to be bent backwards, hyperextended, and somehow Muhammad Makayev was able to withstand that entire situation, get out of it, and then get the sub of his own. Were, were you were you as like worried or cringed up as I was when you saw uh, Mikhaev's leg basically in a direction that it should not have been? Yeah, that's um, like you don't really get to see something like that too often because people typically will tap out before that point. Like the only other person that I can really remember, like in memory, can come back to is is definitely like when Tony Ferguson had the the submission versus. Um, you know, former champion Charles Oliveira, like that was definitely the lot the nastiest thing I've seen since then. But Mikhaev, the only thing you have to worry about at that point is if there's lasting damage, right? If that knee bar really affected him long term because he already has the shoulder injury. Sure, he didn't tap out from the knee bar, but he wasn't able to walk once he was able to get up. Like he couldn't even walk right after. So Hopefully his his leg is okay, like you said. That shit was nasty, <laughs> but it was man, gross. I, I was I was I was I was tapping out. I was like, "Yo, fucking tap out!" Like I don't want to <laughs> see a leg snap, right? I mean, actually, I do. I watch this sport because I love violence, but of um, you know, didn't want to see anybody get hurt with devastating damage. That's such a young prospect. Like f- fights to live another day. Like you always want to be sure. Um, Archie Mango. The fights were earlier, so the prelims started at twelve thirty, and the uh, 
uh main card started at five i believe so that was uh because they were in england tonight so they had it a little bit earlier so archie appreciate you joining us at 12 12 though and appreciate everybody else joining us as well tin min hit or h tut appreciate you joining us as well uh but yeah makayev man shout out to him for not tapping out but oof, hopefully that knee is good man yeah, no, and again, thank you guys so much, Archie and and Tien. Thank you guys for joining us in the comments. If you guys have any questions, throw them in there. We'll try to get to you guys as much as we can. Uh, we've already been going for almost an hour now, and it seems like we probably spent about 30 minutes on the first fight, but uh, we're already in the prelims and everything. So, uh, but no, that that was one of those fights where you're like, 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 obviously, you and I cover this sport. We love violence. It is modern-day gladiators as we know it. But uh, it was one of those where I, even I was like, ah, stop, 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 stop. You know, you never want to see somebody so brutally messed up. And somehow, you know, uh, obviously, shout out to Muhammad Makaya for, for getting out of that. He didn't even seem phased hardly when it was happening. So that was the weirder part of it. Yeah, for him not to like grimace incredibly was m probably where I was like, there's something like I I was like maybe the knees at a weird angle. And then I saw the picture from the other angle and I was like, you know, his knee is his knee is yeah, definitely yeah. was caught. Yeah. It was uh, doing man. something it shouldn't have been. <laughs> definitely don't the knee does not bend that way. Like, you know, hopefully he's hopefully he's good. But man, yeah. Shout out to the uh, guys for there. Getting into so there was three sets of this card. There was the main card, the prelims, and the early prelims. I'm gonna let John uh, again do the heavy lifting because Mr. Jim Man himself, guy who squats probably a thousand pounds. If you ever seen this dude's quads, they'll fucking blow you out of the water. I promise you that. Uh, I'm gonna let Mr. John give you guys the breakdown for the early prelims as I was a little busy and didn't get to see much of them. So, John, take it away. Yeah, for sure. Uh, first off, shout out to my guy Lonnie and my guy Vince. Those dudes squat, squat way more than me. Uh, <laughs> so they, uh, yeah, those are the guys that you definitely should be shouting out as far as quad definition there. Uh, but but as far as the early prelims, um, just to get just to stay real light on it, the the main fight, uh, Lerone Murphy versus Gabriel Santos. Santos, you know, both these guys were undefeated coming into this fight. Like Santos was ten and zero. Prospect taking the fight on 10 days. Excellent performance by him. Like, I thought he had his moments, but he gassed out towards the end of the fight. Lerone Murphy was able to take over from there um, and really get the dub. Obviously, Dusko Todorovic, um, he got hurt, his knee. Uh, pretty short ACL tear. I'm not sure if it was from one of those leg kicks, but, um, yeah, those were uh, those two fights were pretty were, – no, like I said, the, the main fight, Lerone Murphy was good. Um, Duncan versus Todorovic, or Todorovic, the injury happened. And then we can talk about the Hadley versus Malcolm the X. Hadley, the Hadley shot was nasty. The Hadley, Jake Hadley versus Malcolm X Gordon was awesome. And what was your, what did you say about Malcolm X? <laughs> he turned into Malcolm I Gordon because he was a flatline. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Jake Hadley with an awesome left uppercut right to the liver, sat Malcolm Gordon down instantly, and it was ground and pound after that. It, it was an awesome fight. Uh, didn't last crazy long. Uh, obviously, it was a first-round knockout, but um, no, just to see a nice liver shot from Jake Hadley. Good for Jake Hadley. It continues his streak. He's now 10-1 and one in the flyweight division, but uh, uh, a liver shot knockout is something you don't get to see all the time, so that was really cool. We, we got to see some really interesting um, either submission attempts, submissions, or nice knockouts from this fight. Yeah, it was a lot of different things. Like you said, the you know, the arm bar, the liver shot knockout, right? Obviously the injury TKO. Yeah. You know, you had uh different types of finishes, everything you kind of wanted to see this card. It was a good card overall. I think if you watch the prelims, 
you got your money's worth because those prelims oh, yeah. were, were absolutely bangers, especially like that second set of prelims. They were all on fire. Um, main card was great, but I think as far as pay-per-view, um, there's been better as far as this year. But man, those uh, the prelims tonight, as far as other prelims, pretty fire. Yeah, and we, we didn't even get to the the Jai Herbert versus uh, Ludovic Klein fight or the Yoan uh, Wood. Uh, I, I her name was Calderwood, and then she married a man named Woods. So now it's just Joanne Wood. So I thought that was that that kind of threw me off. I had to look that up, see what happened there. But uh, Joanne Joanne Wood got the fight tonight. Uh, she got the decision over Luana Carolina, and then the Jai Herbert versus Ludovic Klein fight was a great fight. I thought it was proper that it ended in a draw. Again, we could have seen potentially three draws tonight. Um, with that fight, the Leon Edwards and Usman fight, um, and, and then one more. But Jai Herbert versus Ludovic Klein, that fight was an awesome fight. Did you get a chance to peep that at all? I did. That's one of the one of those two first two fights I did not get to check out, unfortunately. Yeah, it was a little early. Again, the fights at a weird time. Started eleven thirty my time, twelve thirty his time. I know John doesn't get out of bed until about one o'clock. So, uh... oh, good, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, but no, Jai Herbert versus Ludovic Klein. If you guys missed that fight, try to go back and watch it and find it online wherever you can. It was a fight to watch. Ended in a draw, but both these guys and and I have to give a shout out to Jai Herbert because he has one of the like my one of my favorite nicknames of anybody. Black Country Banger, dude. Black Country Banger. I don't know a better nickname than that, man. I don't know what to tell you, but. Those guys put on a hell of a fight. Again, ended in a draw for the lightweight division. Jai Herbert, Ludovic Klein. Um, if you get a chance, go back and watch it. Maybe give us give us your input. You know, shout out to Fight Bananas. Show, tell us what you guys thought of that fight. But overall, I thought uh, uh, you know UFC 286 solid showing, solid showing. Yeah, top to bottom, great show. I think they did a solid job just getting every like all the fighters, like I said, on the prelims to to the main card. Um, Fazeev Gaethje, you know, Edwards defending his title, even with you know odds against him, in my opinion, you know, definitely uh, the underdog stepping through tonight. There you go. No, and I agree. And he did it in his hometown, obviously. Did all right, you know, did it in his home country. There we go. Um, but no, I thought overall, top to bottom, saw a lot of really cool things. And at the end of the day, you know, I, I can't say again, I think a, a lot of name value on this maybe wasn't where some people would have wanted. You can't have bangers all the time. You can't have black country bangers all the time. But uh, <laughs> overall, I thought the, the fights were good. It was a good night. John, thank you so much for joining me tonight. And thank you for giving the fans exactly what they wanted. Guys, if you guys got to check into this, if you're just now joining us, I'm sorry that it's a little late. Obviously, we got a little late start after the fight. Um, busy Saturday for both of us, me and John. So I'm not really sure. Um, that's not normal for us. Usually we're pretty on point. And thank you to Dave for stepping in for me last week. Um, yes, I was able to join the show for about a 10, 15 minute uh, span. But thank you to Dave and John for holding down the fort for everybody. But shout out to Fight Bananas. Thank you so much for Fight Bananas for even allowing me and John to do what we love to do is talk some shit. We love to be the unprofessional professionals that give you guys everything that you guys want to know is in-depth after the fights. Um, John, anything you want to tell to the fans or anything you want to say to the uh, to the watchers? You're muted, buddy. You're muted. 
oh make sure you guys like the video make sure you guys subscribe <laughs> um of course appreciate dave for having me on as always appreciate you rocking with me you know and obviously the greatest host in the world mr blake so Aww. appreciate you uh see so yeah, yeah yeah man that is that's it sounds like it's uh it's about that time it's about that time yeah thank you guys so much if you guys want to follow us on twitter or instagram i believe this is both of our twitter tags here it's wake and blake 29 john's is obviously jonathan underscore mma if you guys want to follow any of us usually we're giving you guys updates on sports sometimes into our personal lives or other bullshit takes that we just happen to come off right off the cuff so um thank you guys so much shout out to, to fight bananas and thank you everybody and we will be joining you guys the next time for all the ufc breaks down for us Good night and peace.